My name is Julie Turney, and this is HR Sound Off, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent HR topics. But ultimately, we will be settling some of the many misconceptions that people have about the human resources profession. Some weeks you will hear from my guests, and other times it will be just you and me in the sound booth. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of HR Sound Off. Today, we are talking all things Caribbean HR with my good friend, Francis Wade. Francis, welcome to the sound booth, my friend. Thanks, Julie. It's a pleasure to be with you, here with you and your audience, and to folks across the Caribbean and across the world listening into this podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. Francis, without further ado, I'm going to ask you, like, what is your HR story? How did you get here? We want to I don't have no HR story. I'm an engineer. We're talking about <laughs> HR story. I'm like a fake HR person. <laughs> People are like, what the hell do you know about HR? <laughs> because I'm, I'm a, I'm, I was trained as an engineer, but yes. the truth is I've always had an interest in people. So when I, uh, as a student at Women's Boys School in Jamaica, high school student, Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was telling people electrical engineering, computer science, but the idea of sitting on a computer, looking at things on a circuit board or whatever those people do just bored me to tears. Wow. And when I took the SAT, mm-hmm. I saw this thing called industrial engineering. And I said, well, what is that? And I had to go to a book to find out what it was because uh-huh. I'd never heard of it before. Right. And it has to do with the optimization of the way you use people, time, money, all resources with mm-hmm. respect to things that are operational. And that had enough of a people component to it to get me interested. So right. from then I knew I, I, it had that people side of it because I was a very active people person, student council, and I played sports and I was head boy. I, would, I like did all of the kind Everything. of okay. list things, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I had that interest from back then and, and at school, at university, I loved, I loved all parts of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But then I got a job at AT&T after my, uh, I did a couple of degrees after my master's and the first week on the job, they had a training in soft skills. And I was one of the people who said, this is foolishness. What a bunch of nonsense. We don't, why do we need this stuff? Because we're engineers. Wow. And it took a couple of close calls on projects in which I made enough mistakes to realize that it was all about people. <laughs> <laughs> Engineering part was there like There you a, go. Uh-huh. Everything else was people. Yeah. So since then, and that was 1989, 1988, since right. then until now, it's been about the people side of, of what I of, And I focus on productivity and I focus on uh, what people call time management and right. strategy. And, but we've also added in employee engagement, transformation. These are other skills that I picked up over the years and other offerings that we do in companies. Right. So, Am I an HR person? I'm a people person who has an engineering background and I actually held on a temporary part-time HR job. Terrible story, but I'll tell you it in a, in a, in a nutshell. I was consulting with a company and the head of HR was supposed to meet on Monday. He calls me up and tells me, oh, call me today, going in for a little procedure, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, 
boy, I never heard from him. What? And next thing I knew, yeah, next thing I knew, people were calling me to tell me he had something called pancreatitis, Ooh. which is, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was something like arthritis. Right. It's not. It's no. a, it's a wicked killer. Yeah. And he was gone in about a month. Wow. And it was shocking. And I, yeah. so I, I approached the, the CEO and I said, because the three of us were working on that project together. And I said, um, you're at a tough spot. Why don't I sub and be the head of HR for this company? Um, and this is a pretty big company here in Jamaica with a long right. history. And he said, yeah, please. And then you can find, find somebody to come in and be full-time, a real right. HR person. And I said, sure. So I had four months mm-hmm. of, should have been three, turned into four months of part-time heading up HR in this organization. Right. And it was an eye-opener because the fellow who died really didn't leave a whole lot of structure in place. Okay, he didn't mean to die, I guess. You know? yeah, <laughs> he, wow. He was he he didn't he didn't he didn't leave uh in the processes and documentation. Uh-huh. The things you would hope, you know, that you would want someone place. to leave. Yes, behind. the bones. Yeah, the bone there were no real bones. Yeah. He was really an IR person, so he didn't come from HR as much. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I, that's my that's my four months of acting as a VP of HR. Wow. Wow. I really don't, I, I'm, I'm like total fake. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> wow. <laughs> people, people ask me, you know, you're a garbage HR for right? Yeah, but I'm not really an HR person. I, I've come to love working with people and love the, the, the transformation of human work and of uh-huh. relationships. I've come to love that because right. I had to come to love it. Yeah. Because I couldn't do without it. Right. That's awesome. Yes, it's amazing how how so many, like all the episodes that I've done so far and I listen to people's HR story and how they really got into the space. I think yours is one of the most creative I have heard so far. <laughs> I, have, I have a guest coming up very soon who... Um, who actually was in the Vatican. I went from the Vatican into HR. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like a priest? He was a priest. He actually worked with a cardinal and traveled the world with this cardinal and decided, I don't want to do this anymore, and went into um, marketing, and then he went into recruiting. Wow, okay. Uh, he's a, well, you got to listen out for that episode. <laughs> A recruiter who used to be a priest, but he's, a priest. he's very good at listening then, I guess. Yes, and actually did recruiting for the church too. So it's a very... In- yes. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. We, um, learn some, we learn something new every day. Yeah, but like I said, not? I'm always intrigued when I hear people's story about how they got into this space. And like I said, I think yours is right up there with, with Brian in terms of how he got into into Thanks, Judy. <laughs> very interesting very interesting story and an interesting journey and i think from an engineering perspective you're breaking down stuff so it's your natural ability to understand what is happening in order for you to be able to work out a situation so your engineering background clearly lends to how you deal with people and how right. you deal with I processes do. and situations That's absolutely true i do yeah. see the world in a particular way yeah um, as engineers we're taught that 
things break if you don't bring a certain level of rigor and uh, research and um, um, knowledge. There's a particular way that we're taught to apply mm-hmm. fuzzy concepts. Right. Um, to kind of take the fuzz out and to make sure that the thing works because you don't yeah. want to be flying an airplane and the engineer didn't do his job. No, definitely not. So, but so I, I brought that to the people side of things, and it's it's probably why I'm interested. At my primary interest is in productivity yeah. and strategy because both of those have a, a factual basis, mm-hmm. and they have um they, they heavily rely on measurement. Yeah. So it, it, it's not a it's not a far departure from where I'm coming from. It's mm-hmm. just that in the area of people, I've always been looking for solutions that I could rely on, the way I could rely on a, a computer to do its job. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to put in place different kinds of processes or systems that are that really work and don't rely on just an individual having a good day and that kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I appreciate the perspective that you bring to every conversation that we have. Um, (laughs) it really does cause me to look at things a little differently because I come from the heart perspective I come from the emotional intelligence side of things Um, but I appreciate all that energy and emotion that you bring to everything you do I really do I really really enjoy hanging out with you thank you so much I don't even mind that you're in Barbados and I'm here it's true (laughs) you may never even meet in person you may very well never but yeah here we are I know I with all things COVID, my goodness. Right. But we are here today to talk about Carib HR Forum. So I want you to tell our audience a little bit about what Carib HR Forum is and what it does for the HR community. Sure. Well, back up a little bit in the story. Uh, uh-huh. So I was living in hmm, New Jersey. Okay. And I had, so, I had a bunch of Trini friends. Mm-hmm. They were telling me that I needed to come to Carnival in Trinidad and you gotta as you know, any honorable Trini would do. They they tell you, I tell you, they, they are so good at selling. They went to a few fets in New Jersey and uh-huh. New York, but they said this is nothing <laughs> compared to back home. <laughs> I tell you, no, they tell you these details about you and why anyway, uh-huh. so it got me on a plane to to Carnival in nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Came out the plane in Trinidad. This is the first Caribbean country I've ever been in, other okay. than Jamaica. Uh-huh. And I am um, living. I was living in New Jersey, as I said. And I am like, oh my god, it, it feels just like home. Mm-hmm. It feels like, and of course, Carnival was a blast. But I stayed another week and I did some work. Right. And I met a few people who owned businesses because I might as well kill two birds with one stone. Stone. Yes. And you know, Trinidad's are very hospitable and very. very very friendly and yeah man come and go go have a drink oh god yes <laughs> so i i i fell in love with trinidad i ultimately married a, a, a trinidadian years later but uh-huh. that started my travels 97 and then it, it spread into barbados and i traveled a lot to barbados in the early to late 2000s right and I've also been to other countries around the region. Mm-hmm. But the thing that struck me when I went to each location, as I started to add more countries, was right. I'd meet the most awesome HR people. Because I would, you know, I'd meet CEOs too. Yeah. And they, you know, they're good. But 
the HR people always I had affinity for them because we all, you know, kind of love people, right? Yeah. And we want to make a difference with people. And I'd meet these awesome people. And I'd say, but you know, don't you know so-and-so in, and I'd mention the other country, and uh-huh. they'd always have a blank look. Yeah. Nope. You don't know so-and-so in so-and-so? No. You know anybody over there? No. And I said, no. I, because they weren't talking to each other. Uh-huh. And I said, no, this had to fix so in 2003, before I even came, moved back to Jamaica, I was living in Florida now at the time. Right. We started Caribbean HR Forum. And okay. Caribbean HR Forum back then was just a mailing list of 10 people. One of these mailing lists where you send email in and it sends it out to everybody else. Right. So you can have a conversation, but it's all by email. Right. And started with 10 people. And by about 2014, grew to 600. Wow. And that's too many people <laughs> to have on a, a single, <laughs> on a single. It was killing us. Uh-huh. And by then, people had gotten tired of reading that much email. Right. So we saw the readership kind of drop off. People weren't opening because right. they're now getting flooded by emails because email had gone, in 10 years, email had gone from this novelty to this burden. Yeah. It was, it, the behavior changed. So I actually did a podcast called Caribbean HR Radio, right. 75 episodes, and eventually we were kind of ahead of our time because we'd have to explain, I have to spend an hour explaining uh-huh. what the podcast was doing, wow. nobody knew what, what it was. It was. You know, it was such a weird thing I was yeah. doing, and no, there was no other podcast in the Caribbean at the time that I knew of. Right. Let alone HR podcast. There was, yeah. it was just not done. There was no vlogging. There was... Nothing. So we ran out of guests. Uh-huh. Couldn't find basically enough Caribbean experts at the time who were willing to come on something called a podcast. Right. And I'd run into people and I'd say, you know, you should come on my podcast. And they'd give me that blank look. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to explain. And then by then they'd be like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't sound like <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So for a while, we weren't doing much in Caribbean HR Forum. We just had, we were just sending email to folks that we had kept in touch with. Right. Um, at the same time, we had a group on LinkedIn and that kind of, LinkedIn groups kind of fell apart also. Facebook, right. we had a page, that kind of. But anyway, what rescued us was a new technology because, you know, the, the, the truth is, HR folks across the region wanted to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. One thing I know about us in HR is that we, love to learn and grow yeah and we love to do it with each other with each other it's much it's it's so much sweeter Absolutely. when you have others who you can learn with and yeah. if, you, if you add the cross-regional dimension to it which i had experienced uh-huh. and i being married to a trinidadian i knew that you know that being mar- being in close connection with someone from another culture makes a huge difference, difference to your life yeah it's just this dimension yeah. Eventually, they didn't train that for two years. I added a whole nother dimension that it, it, it can't even be described properly to someone right. who hasn't traveled or hasn't worked across the region. Yeah. And back then, the early two, 2010s, it was still kind of a novelty to do what, what we eventually did, which was to right. move to Trinidad. But anyway, it, fast forward sort of a quiet period from 2014, 15 to 2018, two years ago, and new technology came out. 
And someone introduced me to Mighty Networks, right. which is a platform that we're using now yeah. to house our community. Yeah. And that was a instant winner. It was it was what we were looking for the whole time. Yeah. A way for hundreds of people to share the same space, mm-hmm. meet each other, um, share content. So it's yeah. not just at the level of a WhatsApp chat where no. I hold you that. jokes and pictures and yeah. things scrolls off and you never see things that happened yesterday. Yeah. But a place that had some permanence. Uh-huh. And that was the that was the answer, the the, the technology that we have today. So Kybrichar Forum today is centered around an online community that's free to join. And we have um, activities like webinars and the conference um, coming up. Yes, we're going to um, talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we have a WhatsApp group. Yes. But it's really the community that gives rise to the feeling of connection. Yes. You know, and people are, people are telling us that they are having these connections and we, it's kind of what we wanted to have. I wanted to create a place where the person in Trinidad would meet the person from Barbados. Yes. And they talk for the first time and realize they have so much in common. Common. Mm-hmm. They, they should be talking more because both yeah. of them are the ones who are the most interested in one topic. And there's not enough people in their individual island to find mm-hmm. someone else to network with. But yeah, when you add in this... How many is it? Six million in the English-speaking Caribbean? Uh, just a little over, yeah. Like that. The seven million people that we have in the English-speaking Caribbean, you add us all together, then it's much bigger than any individual country. Yes. And now we can get some synergy going. So people are... It's the part I love the most. I love hearing the stories of people who meet each other because of Caribbean HR Forum. And it's yes. by, by accident on their part. But we wanted it to happen Right. Over and over and over and over again, so that we could uplift the, mm-hmm. the way our people are managed, yeah. ultimately, but also to uplift our economies. Because yeah. in the long term, we want our economies to be strong, and you know, we're all in recession now, apart from absolutely. Gambia. And you know, to be able to work together to lift ourselves out of where we are. And I think yeah. HR has such a unique and powerful role in making that happen. It's not absolutely. just politicians, no. right? Yep. It's not just up to them. If we can do, if we do our work in the background and cause mm-hmm. these transformations in productivity and strategy for me, for example, yeah, in agile for you, mm-hmm. things can be introduced. Then we could actually have productive companies absolutely not be hit right by the recessions that we're, for example, in today. Yeah, so that's a super long game. Yes, but Caribbean Forum was sort of the the way to solve the problem that I saw. It, was, it bothered me so bad. I, yes. I got, I, I, there's no, and I, because I'm an engineer also. Yes. I look for technological answers. So I'm, right. I, 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 when I see a problem like the ones that I described, I, I yeah. start looking for a technology and I, uh-huh. it doesn't scare me. So no. I'm, I don't have, I don't, I'm not shy. I, I realize that, a lot of HR folks don't like new technology and no. are very, very, you know, very um, reluctant. Mm-hmm. Some scared that they'll break something, you know, we <laughs> kinds of 
I want I want those HR people to meet my assistant, Kiana. She is fearless when it comes to breaking technology. She thinks she's a QA, actually. She uh-huh. really does. She thinks she she's actually stress tests everything. She stress tests everything. And then when it's like to the point where it's broken, she goes, yes, and I know who can fix it. She'll tell a developer, you're the person that can fix it. I know you can. She <laughs> 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 is not fearful of breaking tech at all. <laughs> is she an HR person or is she? She is, yeah, yeah. Yo, Pete, we need more like her. We yes, Kiana is fearless. Yeah. <laughs> I admire her for that all the time. She will take on new tech. She loves tech. She'll take on new tech. She'll break it. She'll tell the people to fix it and they fix it. She, you know, even when they say it can't be fixed, she goes, no, it's impossible. You're working with code. It can be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> One of need- these days you need to meet Kiana. <laughs> yeah, we need her in spades. Yes. Absolutely. She is my best kept secret. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about your upcoming summit. Actually, before we go there, I really want to say that I truly do appreciate that you and Dale have put Carib HR Forum together because I got to say, it's the thing that I was missing for a very long time. Um, And just as you said, as HR professionals, you want to make that connection. It's not so much about like-mindedness, but you want to learn. And I love the way that you have the forum set up in terms of when you first join the forum, the first question you see from you is, tell me who you are, where you're from, why you're here. I love that. And then I love to see how people just come in and tell you who they are, where they're from, what they're doing, what they expect to get out of the forum. I love it. I love that. And then I just love how everyone contributes, you know, the synergies. And a lot of people that I've met in the forum are people who listen to my podcast. Okay. Yeah. So like um, Sean, where's Sean from? Sean is from Antigua. And Sean listens to my podcast, but I met Sean on one of your um, sessions on Remo. That was the first time I ever met Sean. I've made a lot of connections like that through Carib HR Forums. I want to thank you and Dale, because I know you don't do it alone and you give a lot of credit to your wife and that's amazing. And I just love the fact that you guys, husband and wife combo come together, like-minded like this in the HR space, saw this need and put this thing together. The way you guys work together on it, I am super impressed and just really honored to be a part of, of the community. So I want to thank you for that. With, uh, thank you. I, I, on, on her behalf, I'll, I'll thank you on, for her as well. Because yes. the two of us work really, really hard. I know it's you do. Passion of no mean or that kind of thing. Yes. I hold my passion. Holy <laughs> for work. Yes. And also, you know, we, 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 we were married in 2015 and the... You know, the spaces we had to go through to appreciate the culture. Mm-hmm. So, and we've lived in both countries. Yes. It's a kind of a micro version of what we want everyone to go through as they come in and discover other cultures and therefore learn mm-hmm. about their own culture. Yes. So we've, we've had our own learning curve, as you can imagine. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. But I love the way you guys are growing together and that from a working standpoint you are taking this on by the horns but you're doing it together and developing this community together i think that that's awesome 
that is well, very you, commendable. Jimmy. You're welcome. Thank so you, yeah, let's you. talk about your summit. So let's. Yeah. When, is, when is this summit? What is this summit about? And then we'll sure, talk we'll about how people can be a part of it. Well, we had to label it a conference, a virtual conference, a because conference. We didn't want to scare people off thinking that, what is a summit? Ah, <laughs> okay. Okay. Your conference, your conference. Let's talk about it. Because in the region, we haven't had a whole lot of summits or virtual conferences. No. Especially of this nature. Yeah. So this is the, this came about, started up last, the idea came last year. So I've, I've spoken at, like you, I've spoken at multiple virtual conferences. Mm -hmm. But last year, October, a friend invited me to help to put his on. And we, it was conducted in October and it was successful. And it took, it took him about two years, two years of us talking back and forth, um, him and others. But I got to see what it was like on the inside. Right. And I thought, my God, this is amazing stuff. And the amount of work that you have to do is also pretty off the chart because yeah. you put together so many technologies and so many platforms and so many schools of thought you're you're really this is like internet marketing marketing mm -hmm. on steroids wow because it's it's all compressed into a short period of time mm -hmm. and there's no there are no there are no there's no software out there that does everything for you so you no. have to rely on yes different ones which means that there's possibility of failure but anyway so when i came out of that i said you know, we could use this for Caribbean HR Forum because we were starting to pick up this, this notion, this trend among our clients and also from Caribbean HR Forum itself that HR, HR folks had, and you may you remember, and your listeners may remember, back in the 2000s, up to the 2000s, up to 2008, there used to be a lot of training available. You know, newspapers used to have training. Yes. You know, being advertised. Yes. There was always something going on. The conferences mm -hmm. had 500 people. Mm -hmm. And I spoke at uh, Hermab conferences a couple of times each or something like that. Last, right. last count, no. But I saw the attendances dwindle. Yes. And yes. I knew that there are right. more HR people, but there are fewer of them being trained. Yes. So as we started to talk to folks, what it, the, the common story was, I used to get training from my company and my company now only trains the people who absolutely have to be trained. Yes. There's no discretionary training going on. They're no. only training the ones who, if they don't do their job, then it place burns down and, and explodes. The place explodes and they're the people getting training and nobody else. Right. And what happened, it seems, is that HR folks stopped developing and growing themselves as their companies stopped investing in them. Mm -hmm. The kind of assumption was HR, you're last. Yeah. I think a lot of HR professionals across the region kind of saluted the flag and said, yes, sir. And didn't fight for their growth yeah. and their development. Yeah. And instead focused on everybody else. Everybody else. Waiting for the time when the budgets would come back. Mm -hmm. And the budgets have not come Never back. So last back. year we noticed the budgets have not come back and they're yeah. not coming back anytime soon because now it's looking like a, this is looking kind of permanent. Yeah. I remember when consultants used to fly into the Caribbean and offer all kinds of exciting training. Yeah. It was like, it was, we were like everywhere else in the world in that respect. So we said, okay, it, this needs to be, this needs to stop. HR needs to put on its own oxygen mask first. 
you know, from airplanes. Mm-hmm. This is before COVID, so. Before you save anyone out. Right, so the idea was save yourself. Yeah. HR needs to put its own learning and development first. Yeah. And we said, you know, an HR, an HR uh, professional should be seen as the, seen by the other people in their company as being on the cutting edge of learning. Yes. They should be the ones who are have the most life balance. They should be the ones who are are taking care of their families. Yeah. They should be the ones who have the best relationship with their supervisors. They mm-hmm. should be using, they should be the beneficiary of yes. all the stuff HR does Absolutely. first. Absolutely. Leftover last. Yeah. But first. So people would look up to HR as the place that if you really want to develop yourself, you go work with those people because they're yeah. so serious about their development. So yeah. that was the theme. We said HR puts on its own mask first and the, the, the tagline was a bigger you, a better you. And we said all of that and we were going into December and thinking, okay, maybe we could have the, the conference in May. And then we actually held our own conference in the productivity space in March. And we said, no way, this is a way, 10 times more work than we thought. So May right. is off. And then the week after our conference, COVID hit. Right. And then we started to hear the stories, such as HR professionals saying to their CEO, Zoom, what's that? Mm-hmm. And the CEO would say something like, uh, let me go talk to IT. And then the HR professional would be like, okay. Because the CEO would need to pivot everyone from business as usual to know virtual communication. Right. IT knows nothing about training. They know how to turn on the bits and bytes yep. and, turn and walk away. Yep. It was a void that we started to pick up again. Yep. And it came from that lack of investment. Because remember I mentioned before that a lot of HR folks have not kept up with technology. No. And, you know, IT hasn't helped in that respect because, you know, job security, IT would do everything related to technology. But yeah. there are aspects, as you know, of what we do mm-hmm. that no IT person is going to take the time to learn. Nope. In fact, they cannot learn. Nope. They will never appreciate uh, what it is to deliver a an online conference and have actual learning take place because exactly. you need learning technology. Yes and learning principles and learning outcomes. So you need to think from this place that really HR should be expert in. Yeah. So unfortunately, HR has had a rough time since the pandemic. Absolutely. And and as I, I just found a quote from a KPMG study, which essentially said that CEOs realize that Underinvesting in their people was a huge mistake. Yes. And by extension, underinvesting in HR was a huge mistake. Yes. And they now need to make that investment because COVID is really about people. Exactly. And their capabilities. Exactly. And when you shortchange them for the last decade by playing the fool, you set up you set up a circumstance where you now need to pivot in all these different ways. Work from home, you do products, services, you need to get rid of all lines of business. You do all these things at once. Yes. And your people are short, are not are ill-equipped yep. to make this change to for make changes, yes. And that's that's on you, Mr. CEO or board, because yes. you stopped investing in people mm-hmm. and you're not reaping the 
the consequences of, of your actions. Right. So we said, all right, I think we're on the right track with the original idea of the conference. So let's put the conference in September and have it have it really be the first regional conference. Yeah. You know, it would be great if uh, an in-person conference could happen, but the airfares, boy, Julie, you know, you know. I know. So the Caribbean Forum Virtual Summit is in September, and we've had a, a, a great response um, all around. So we have 50-something speakers, maybe 60 at this point. Right. Wow. Maybe 70 to 80 to maybe even more hours of learning content that comes out from it. Wow. Um, we, we just are opening to start to advertise this week because it's in two weeks' time. Yes. And we wanted to not advertise too early, kind of just yeah. peak at the right time. Right. So we, we're just going out to our mailing list this week and we're going out on LinkedIn with LinkedIn events. Um, if not this week, then next week. Right. And we have potential sponsors who are still talking and we may hopefully announce one this week. Wonderful. Um, but it, it really is the first HR conference. And actually, there's not a whole lot of conferences that are at this scale yet mm -hmm. across the region. Right. The benefit that we have is it's built on the community as opposed to trying to do it from scratch. scratch. Yes. The community is the base yeah. for the conference as opposed yeah. to, you know, if you're a lawyer and you wanted to, to have a legal conference and you really didn't know and you really didn't have years or you know it would be really hard to do i, I, I can't imagine doing yeah, it yeah yeah we've been doing this for 17 years so our roots run pretty deep across the region absolutely level of trust that allows yeah. us to scale up very quickly people to kind of trust us know us and then tell other people who trust them and know them know them yes so in a way it's it's one of these lucky Lucky, unlucky, I don't know. You know, the face-to-face the, the -face conferences for this year have all been canceled. Absolutely. Uh, because of COVID. Yes. And I tell people, you know, when we were talking about putting on the mask, your own mask first, we weren't talking about the virus. We no. We were talking about oxygen. We didn't even know what COVID was back exactly. then. So this is really just a stroke of luck, and it's going to be the only cross-regional conference in HR of its kind for the year. It may be even the only, I've not seen any other discipline yes. actually put one on. I guess the accountants, the accountants have a cross-regional yes. body. Right. They're probably going to do theirs at some point because they right. usually get together each year. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I'm, I'm, it might from seem From an HR different. perspective, I don't think so. Like, from an HR perspective, no, no. no. It's, it's really, you know, and it, it's, it, it's something... There's something heart that I find really heartwarming and inspiring to bounce around. And I've, I've, I've had the privilege of talking to just about all the speakers and to hear this one in Grenada, this one in, in Barbados, this one in Antigua, this one in Bahamas, this one who used to live in the Caribbean, now yeah. lives in California. Yeah. Just being able to be privy to that much talent yeah. that cares about people. Yes is uh, a privilege for me. Yeah. So I can't wait for the, the, the time when they, because everyone will have their moment. And, oh, they're actually happening already. So we had a networking yeah. session on Friday. Friday. So yes. this, this, this fellow, he, he showed up 
and he was immediately excited. And we were like, okay, he's excited. Uh-huh. He calls me the following day and says, it was yesterday, and said, I want to be a sponsor. Wow. He was excited by talking to people from different countries. Countries. Making the connections. Yes. We were doing a live networking session on Rio. Right. And he was jumping around tables and meeting all these people using a right. speed networking kind of model. And he was like, oh my God. Mind blown. <laughs> It was he. He was his mind, mind was blown. That moment, I want that moment multiplied thousands of times when we actually have the summit. People, yeah. when that, that realization dawns on you that, oh my God, I've been living in a really small world. Yeah. Of just my country or just my company in some yeah. cases. Yes. Just my association in my country. Yeah. And to realize that there's so many other people who are like you in many yeah. ways, but also different enough that when they yeah. say something you go hmm. oh, I never thought, thought of that, that. Thought of that before right? yeah. like for example I was talking to someone who said in Barbados remember I, 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 and before you and I were talking about this that we want to invite people who belong to the cross Caribbean organizations mm-hmm. to send their HR people. folks to the conference yeah. it's free so they can have everyone come to the to the to the event yeah but that's not something we Jamaicans think about mm-hmm. because we don't have exposure the way you guys in Barbados have to CXC headquarters, CDB headquarters, CARICOM, many organs yeah. of CARICOM. Asian America Development Bank, yeah. All of them for the region yeah. sit, sit in, in Barbados. Most of them sit in Barbados. Barbados yeah. is like the hub. Yeah. But if you've never been to Barbados, you would never know that. So I had forgotten about it as many times as I've been. I totally yeah. forgot. He reminded me because he lives in Barbados. Yes. These are folks who they would love to have a cross-regional perspective. Yes. Provided for their HR folks. And they would love this ready-made opportunity to learn from their colleagues across the region. There's never been anything like it. No. No. It's one of these things where we have these blind spots and we don't... I. And I don't realize I have them until I have a conversation with you or someone in the <laughs> Yeah. Wait. Never I, thought of that. I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And really, you think of it as something to the way I will now think about it as I go forward. Mm-hmm. That makes me a better professional. Yes. We had that conversation. That was last week, Thursday. We had one of those moments last Thursday. Yeah. When we were talking about um, networks and I was saying to you, I talked to you about Terry Corral Reed, and you were like, oh, you never yeah. thought about her. <laughs> yeah, friend, I, I reached out to her. I, I don't know if we should say this online, but I reached out to her to be a friend on LinkedIn. I don't think she's accepted me yet. Ah. <laughs> I mean, you, you're in the right now. <laughs> she probably looked at it and said, who's this engineer <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get my attention? <laughs> and he's a guy. He's probably... At this point, I'm sure that Terry is probably like at 10,000 followers on LinkedIn already, for sure. Right. That was a that was a great example. And the other two that names that yes. you gave, yes. those are perfect examples of where you, if you don't have someone from the region to help you to see what you have even in your own country, yeah, then you really will walk by it every day. Every and not, day and not know this. It's right true. Here. It's true. All the time. It's true. So the dates for your conference are September, September 
17th, 17th? 18th, and 19th, yes. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Good. And tell us um, what kind of topics can we expect to hear? Who, what kind of speakers can we expect to hear? And what are the subjects that are going to be touched? Sure. Well, we, we asked our speakers to provide a transformation. So we, so we painted the picture and said, HR folks may come in and be, very, be somewhat passive about their learning. We want to leave them excited. So what can you provide them that would give them this transition? Will it not just help them to get through COVID? So COVID, there are a bunch of COVID topics. Yes. As you can imagine, because there's rapid changes happening in technology that they yes. need to pick right away. There's a, a focus on wellness that was never there before. Yes. There's a new topic that I never thought of until I spoke to someone in Trinidad, financial wellness. Yeah. And equipping HR managers with language for how to how to bring financial wellness to their employees. Yeah. It was, again, couldn't have thought of that. Of that. Yeah. Yep. So the topics are all about transforming the individual. Mm -hmm. So this is not a cookie cutter set of topics. Right. This is specifically chosen. And we, 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 we gave them categories and then they came back to us with specific line okay. items. Like yours on Agile HR. Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect approach to apply to the fast changing pandemic times that we're, people are saying that there's more change in the last six months than there's been in the last 60 years, maybe. Yes. I've heard all kinds of numbers. Yeah. So Agile HR is obviously a, a, a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. And sharing, when you share your talk, we want someone to leave there excited about using that approach and as much of it as they can right yeah. away. Mm -hmm. That's a general, the general, the general theme is that someone can come in and be kind of low key. Yes. And we want to leave them turned on by the end, by possibilities, by who they meet, by the right. examples, by talking to lots of other HR people in the audience. Because yeah. the networking would be a huge part of this. Right. Leave excited and turned on about what they can accomplish. Kind of a reigniting HR in in the region. Yeah, breaking out yeah. of the day-to-day -day rut. Yeah. That I think. The recession, the recessions have caused, yeah, caused. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I am super excited for this event. I cannot wait. We will be placing the registration link to the conference in the comments after this podcast is released. So please look out for that and you'll be able to register in the comments. Francis, tell us. What are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think other HR professionals should get excited about? Oh, boy, that's a... I know there's a lot. I know there's a lot. You read you you said, you a said lot. for HR professionals. That's the part that... But you know, um, I'm sure that even with your engineering background, whatever you're reading is going to cause us to think a little bit differently about how we perform HR. Yeah, so I wrote an article. So I write for the, write for the newspaper here in Jamaica for the Gleaner. Uh -huh. I've had a column for, boy, at some point it'll be 10 years, but it's somewhere near 10 years, <laughs> long time. Wow. And an article that I wrote two, a week ago is, I'm going to be speaking at the conference on this topic, but it's called It Broke. Okay, yes. And it, <laughs> the idea is that we in the Caribbean, I've learned to avoid responsibility. And I, I gave the example of my, uh, my gardener who was cutting the lawn 
someone I hired that not he was a dog gardener, but he was someone with a lawnmower right. cutting our lawn. Went out, came back, and he I couldn't hear the lawnmower. I know he couldn't be finished. So I said, well, "What happened to walk up? What happened to what happened, Britta? What was going on?" He said, "It broke." <laughs> so, so I talked to my wife. She said. Yeah, of course it broke. He ran over the big old rock stone and broke the, broke the blade on the lawnmower. <laughs> 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 the way he said it, it broke. I said, it broke. So I wrote this article and I said, <laughs> you know, we have a way of describing things that happen when they're bad as if we have nothing to do with them. Yes. The lawnmower with a life of its own broke itself <laughs> of its own volition. Yes. Had nothing and to do with me. <laughs> it, yeah, it broke. <laughs> it broke. <laughs> and I said, the tendency for managers when they hear it broke is to jump in and start to solve the problem immediately. And I said, no, that's the problem. That, 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 keeps, it, that keeps the other person infantilized and disempowered. A better question I said in the article would be, oh, um, well, what do you plan to do about it? Yes. And then shut up. Yes. But we're so used to jumping in. And fixing. Playing master. And, yes. And problem solving. And oh, well, take it out. Yeah. And that's no way to manage people and have them grow. No. And this hip rock business, I've seen it in all the countries that I've been to in the region. It's deep in our culture. Yes. And it's not that way in other cultures I've been in. So I, no. I, I think this is, has its, it has a, an expression that is particularly Caribbean. Yes. And I think it, as long as that dynamic stays in place, it would leave our companies mm -hmm. ineffective because yeah. we want people who take, take and run, right not people it. who exactly. shrug their shoulders and point yes. and yeah, yes broke itself exactly you know as you said that i'm going back to my girl kiana because yeah. <laughs> you just made me think of like whenever anything is broken if she breaks it she, she never tells me it's broken until it's fixed she'll be like okay so i was working on xyz this broke i went and got this fixed. it is not working again i can now continue my task so that's the kind of and that's because as a leader, I set the expectation. Do not come to me and tell me what the problem is unless you're coming with a solution. If you're coming with a solution, but you're still not too sure about it and you wanna get my idea or you want us to brainstorm on it, that's one thing. But if you're just coming to me to tell me it worked, that is a problem. <laughs> I, I got a problem with that. Or, or worse, you have to find them. Yes. Are you like, where's the collector? <laughs> it broke. <laughs> I love it. I we love it. Love for Kianos. And they, it, it's like a secret sauce. And that yes. secret sauce that she brings to the party. Yes. Is what we, we in the Caribbean don't know how to bottle. We produce that she is the way she is. With, with yes. the her upbringing, her personality. Yes. He's a Virgo. It's a, we don't know what to turn it and say that's where that's where it comes from. That's yeah. why it doesn't repeat itself. And that's why we have more it brooks than we have. Than it, than we do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And and I, I will also share the link to that article when we release this episode. So, Francis, one last thing. 
what is the biggest misconception that people have about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right now, right here today? I've had CEOs tell me about, like, for example, efforts to change culture. And I say, oh, boy, that's great. How, how are you using HR? No, 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 HR, not involved in that. That kind of dismissal, it burns me. Yeah. It, it, it's, and, and it's, it's something that happens in, on both sides, but it's a lack of proper engagement. And that's one thing I would love to see go away. If that comes out of our conference, if we have a number of CEOs speaking, but we have one CEO who used to be a head of HR. And right. Her talk is going to be, it's like a bomb. Yeah. She's ready to say it like it is because she's been on both sides. Right. Right. But if they can pick up from her and the other speakers how to engage a CEO or a managing director or a chairman of a board or whoever it is at the top level appropriately, mm -hmm. that would be the, 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 the magic I think that needs to happen to, un to, to have the CEO realize that not investing in HR is like shooting yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. That to have the HR individual or professional realize that not to engage the CEO in terms of his or her concerns yeah. for the bottom line and for the performance of the company. When that engagement does not happen, everyone suffers and you end up with companies going into COVID and totally falling apart. Yeah. And there are companies that are falling apart and they're not going to exist in a few months' time yeah. because they have not been able to adjust and that's the lack of investment. So yeah. I'm hoping this appropriate engagement between... CEOs and HR professionals will happen. That's my one of my personal pet peeves that I hope will alleviate. Yes, I could not agree with you more. I thank you um, so much for sharing that because I feel like a lot of people, um, and this is something that I talk about all the time as well, about leadership, recognizing the importance of HR when it comes to building culture. Leadership is important because if they don't believe in how we're building the culture, then we won't be successful. But HR plays a part in the research and development, in the putting things, the processes together, coaching leadership on the messages going forward, and then leading together to create that culture and get the necessary buy-in from the people on the ground. And without all of those dimensions, working together it cannot be successful and so i really do appreciate you know you're sharing your insights and how you feel about that as well i cannot agree with you more to be honest where can our amazing audience find you and carib hr forum on social media sure uh community.caribhrforum.com with the http colon slash slash before that but community.caribhrforum.com yeah and virtual conf, virtual conf.carabhrforum.com and carabhrforum.com itself. Awesome. Those three locations are for different purposes. Wonderful. Thank you so much. What's next for Francis Wade? What's next for the dynamic duo, Francis and Dale? Boy, you know, when you're in the middle of putting on a conference like we are, you can't wait for it to be over. Oh, God. You get to that point where you're yes. like, enough oh, is enough. enough, enough. 
So we're 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 at that like oh my god we take a vacation after we're done yeah to be relieved of the pressure and so to have a great conference yes and then to relax after absolutely or we have that vacation this summer because here we are working yes. on this so we're thinking of taking time off and I I know I appreciate you can't really go seven days a week all the time no you can't for a while um because your brain gets tired and it needs a refresh. Exactly. But we're both at the point where we will, I'm, I'm, I'm there yet, but we will be there when the time comes. Yes. Afterwards. So we take some time away to not do work and to allow our minds just to kind of sit for a while. Yeah. So that's what's next in the short term. Wonderful. The term is Caribbean Forum. Next level. Yep. Next level. Yep. Scaling, scaling. Next level. I am looking forward to whatever comes your way and any way that I can be of the support to you. You know that I'm happy to do that as well. Thank you. Yeah, we're looking so to recruit new new leaders in Caribbean HR forums. So is that well, a is that a is that a hint? Is that that's a hint. <laughs> we are our time will our time soon pass. Soon mm-hmm. come. Time for whatever next generation there is to Step up. I'm happy to support any way that I can. <laughs> I got that on video, right? That down. <laughs> it's on the podcast. It's, it's on the podcast. Video. I'm happy to support any way that <laughs> I can. This part out. <laughs> so I, I will tell Dre not to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Francis, you have survived your time in the sound booth. I thank you so much for your time, your energy, people. If you are not registered for the Carib HR Forum Conference, do it today. Get on that link in the comments and register right now. And if you haven't done it, by the time this podcast is over, I will know. (laughs) 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 Thanks again, Francis. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again when we next sound off.